All right, everybody, Marco Gonzalez here with the Porter Tonecast, and I'm here with Brian Porter. How are you doing today, Brian? Good. I'm doing great. I uh, I was thinking about rocking the Tonecast shirt today, Ooh. Um, but I did not. Uh, I did not rock it. But if you want a Tonecast shirt, there's a place to buy it on our website. Yes. Under the, under the accessories or apparel or something like that. <laughs> yeah, communities, lifestyle, some, yeah. something. No, not lifestyle. I don't think we would do that. Like Porter life. It's, it's my por- lifestyle. The Porter lifestyle. Yeah, it's our you lifestyle, right? You can't have right? my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have my coffee mug. That you, I, you can. With the Tonecast logo on it. That is true. Yeah, I'm doing good today. I'm excited for um, kind of as we move into this year, just what's going on with the business, um, the shifts and the changes we talked about in 96, like the, the things that we learned from this year. And so now we're, we're launching into a new year with new ideas and, and, you know, business plans that we hold loosely. Um, (laughs) but today, (laughs) today I do want to talk about the supply chain challenges. Okay. This is, this is something that, um, just kicked our butt last year and everyone that we're we're dealing with in the gear industry and every industry is like supply chain this and COVID this and canceled this and stuck in shipping containers in the ocean <laughs> this. And so we're just going to talk just truthfully about how it's affected our business. So that's kind of, that's kind of where we're going, but I'll probably have you uh, yeah, do you, do your thing here real quick before we start. You all know what time it is. And uh, <laughs> I have we a, need, we need to choose before. I'm sorry to interrupt. We but need like a horn or we sound. need a chooser. Like when we start mentioning the pickup chooser, we need a jingle that just slowly fades in or yes. something. So let's, we'll, let's work on that we'll work for on that. maybe next episode. If somebody's got something that is public domain and they want us to use it, hey, send it. We'll uh, give it a listen. Yeah, but, please, please something that is not going to get us in trouble. Please <laughs> don't send us copyrighted material. Yes, to, that's very bad. But uh, it's uh, pickup chooser time, and I have a challenge for you. If you want to just send me a picture of your guitar and maybe mm. even uh, one artist that you're listening to right now, or even a song, because that's so easy for me to, to just listen to real quick and be like, oh, okay, I think... This is what you're gonna want, and I'll even just give you, you know, one pickup model or two, or even just a, a direction to start looking. And yeah, I'll just try and give you some recommendations. We've seen an overwhelming response to these choosers, and you know, I'm a slow typer, so I'm getting back to them as fast as I can, and on top of a week's <laughs> worth of building. But you know, we we're excited to uh, be filling out these choosers, and we just are so grateful for the response. And yeah. Send me a picture of your rig, and me and Brian will get back to you, and we'll just give you some good recommendations, and you know we'll not waste a bunch of your time because time is valuable. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll save your time for more guitar playing. So, <laughs> so what was the cool? Like a lot of people in the pickup chooser, they'll attach. Uh, you can attach a photo of your guitar. So what was your what was the first photo that came to your mind of the choosers that you've gotten recently, and why did it stand out to you? Well, uh, one of them was, it's a guitar that's not even built yet. It's this builder in the Netherlands that I can't even remember the, uh, the, the name of the builder now. I, my apologies, but it's a seven string Telecaster. Nice. So, uh, just kind of all of the best things about guitar in one platform. (laughs) And they're looking for some of our pickups and seeing what, uh, maybe what we could offer. So you know, I love stuff like that, but I just got like a CGI rendering of, of what the guitar oh, cool. is going to look like. And those are always so fun. And then I start to kind of get anticipation, like, oh, I can't wait for it to get built too. That's cool. and so that, that's always fun. That one's the one that's sticking out in my mind. 
That's cool. I, I know that I've been talking with um, some different companies, and and you mentioned the, the the artist rendering, and they're so excited about creating their new model, and and they're excited to share it with you. And it's really cool. I, I think there's been a few people like, I need you to sign a non-disclose <laughs> agreement before I show you the progress. I'm like, we're not going to steal your idea. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really cool to see these things. Like this is from the mind of another guitar nerd, and they're saying this is what I want to create and I want to put your stuff in it, which is super cool. Super compliment. Super duper compliment. Super duper. <laughs> but I guess uh, now we're going to get into more of a uh, a different topic, different end of topic there, and that is, uh, you know, when you fill out the chooser and you're like, well, do you, am I going to like the look of Raw Nickel more or Chrome more? Or wait, <laughs> let's go with Raw, you know. Yeah. Let's go with Raw. Wait, let's relic it. You know, but that's to do with the cover options and how it's going to aesthetically look in your guitar. But with those covers, and that's something that we don't really think about, is that that's like a plated metal. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we have been impacted by, like increasingly so. And even in my time back in the shop, like you can feel the thickness of the plating on the covers is different and probably made up of entirely different stuff because of <laughs> supply chain stuff. Yeah, And I don't know if there is an industry that has not been affected by any sort of supply chain, you know, just holes in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the floorboards or whatever kind of thing with the supply chain. So what, what, what have we done? I mean, how, how have we navigated and, I mean, obviously, one of the big things is everything has gotten more expensive just because yeah. there's less people to get it all and there's less, there's just less everything now because of this pandemic. So, but more expense. So. Yes. <laughs> well, like to keep it short, I think, I mean, most of our raw materials, just to be transparent with everyone, have gone up between 15 and 25%. And that's, that's pretty much happened within the course of this last year. Uh, and different times where you would make an order and you're like, oh, well, this cover is $5 more than it was before. And it doesn't sound like a lot for a single pickup cover, but when you buy, like you mentioned, like this made me think of that at the beginning. I'm like, yeah, we do. We offer a lot of options. If you've been to our website, we don't just have a set of humbuckers and chrome and that's the only choice you have. You have the chrome, the raw nickel, the gold, blackout. We have all sorts of options. And so that that creates a a pretty big purchase for us um, quite quite often to, to keep stock and some stock of all these different covers. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned also just the the challenges with that because we've been getting like different plating, like our for whatever reason, the gold plating has been terrible on some of the pickups that the covers that we've been getting. We've had to reject some of them. We've had to uh, you know, decide to like make our own relics with brand mm-hmm. brand new covers that come in, and we weren't planning on doing that, and it creates these these challenges. But you know, I've, I'm finding not only just the stuff costs more, but there's a handful of of issues with quality from the suppliers. So we, yeah. get, you know, suppliers. I've worked with some suppliers for ten years, and it's been completely consistent, really good lead times, and then all of a sudden the lead times start adjusting, which is like okay, it's you know. There's a lot of challenges right yeah. now, logistic-wise. But then it becomes a, a, you get the product, right? And then you're excited to start building it. And all of a sudden, it's like, this is built wrong. Or mm-hmm. this is not the this is not what I ordered before. It's different. Something's different. And, and maybe it's a really glaring thing. Maybe it's a small, subtle thing. But I think as people have tried to catch up, they've been rushing things. Or they've been using 
different compositions of metals, like in some base plates have been kind of really weird, or we get base plates from a supplier and they're, they're actually bent and warped. So a metal base plate, so we have to sit there and kind of hand flatten this thing where it came, you know, before it would come completely flat just and we just build a pickup on top of it. And now we're like, well, that's not going to mount in a pickguard if it looks like that. Yeah. And so just things like that have been probably the biggest issues for us. Um, so that kind of forced us in September, we had to do a price hike. We had to adjust the cost of our, our pickups. And I really don't like doing the price hikes. I I, fight it, I fought it for a long time. Yeah. That really was kind of one of those things where I don't want to continue to raise our prices. But being that all the other expenses have gone up as well, besides supply chain stuff, just all the cost of doing business, we had to make that decision. Um, but it was honestly accelerated because of the supply chain stuff, where it's like, well, if I if I have to buy something like full price, I can't get a wholesale account because these wholesale accounts are uh, closed and, down or they're oh, minimums yeah. or whatever, then I'm trying to figure out how to kind of justify you know, the expenses because we have all these different pricing models and you know, if we sell discounted sets to guitar companies or or wholesale ourselves, then we have less, you know, we have less margin to work with and we are trying to figure out how to keep those numbers, <laughs> you know, like you positive can, numbers, yeah. right? Not negative numbers. Um, and so that's just been, that's been the challenge. Um, I think that, you know, for me, I got to the point a couple of times this year, like, how am I going to keep up with this? Because there's, you know, it's one thing to raise your prices because then that, that creates a whole wave of people being like mad about it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to pay this much, and and I'm thinking, well, I can't pay my employees, or I can't buy more materials if you don't pay this much. And so there's just this big like tug of war that's happening all yeah. the, all the time. And we've seen it. We talked about this with the used guitar episode, where it's like just a used guitar is ridiculous price, and then there's more guitars that are brand new that are just going up and up and up. And everyone's like, I went to a music shop to look at a Telecaster, and the price tag said six ninety nine. It was a player series, and the guy's like, "Oh, actually, it's seven ninety nine today." Mm-hmm. And I thought he was—I thought he was just joking. He's like, "No, literally, like Fender raised their map yesterday, so now this guitar is a hundred bucks more." Yeah, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" So, yeah, this was thirty minutes ago. <laughs> so you see that happening, and and you know, people get up in arms about the the cost, but I, yeah, there's there's got to be some kind of ceiling to this, right? And it's 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 a constant challenge. Um, I know people that. I was talking with, um, I think it was uh, Joe Balliger. Mm-hmm. He raised prices in the early part of 2021. He was actually kind of ahead of the trend, but then realized in the fall he was looking at. He's Again. like, I really should do another price increase, but he doesn't want to do two in one year, and so he's juggling all these. Goodness, yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm like, man, this is, this is what we're seeing. I don't know, um, but like you mentioned, it's in every industry. Like even right now, I. I, I got uh, my name on a wait list for the Fractal FM9, and I have this wait list, which who who knows how how deep I'm in this wait list, right? <laughs> but but I, I would like to have that pedal at some point, but they're short on chips, and and so the next batch is going to be whenever kind of thing. Yeah. So and it's like, well, I guess we'll wait. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, how do you run a business not knowing it? Like that stuff was consistent, even like uh, several of my pedal company buddies they're like oh i used to get this one chip and all the time and now there's less of them and mm-hmm. you know you got 
15 companies fighting over this one chip and it's kind of a bidding war. I've seen that happen too, where it's like, well, I'll give you, you know, this is a 30 cent part. Well, I'll give you $2 a chip. And mm-hmm. so those suppliers are like, ooh, okay, you know, and like, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of greed that's coming in too, I think, with the supply chain shortages where they're like, oh, well, I can sell. I can sell this to this company because they'll pay me this much more. And I've even heard of like, you know, shortages on pots and shortages on switches and and wire and things like that. Even guitar string world, I've heard some shortages on on core wire. And so there's like mm. these these feeding frenzies, like piranhas, like circling the the last little piece of meat. And everyone's trying to keep their business going. And Goodness. and we we were in an industry <laughs> where if we just we everyone had enough pieces and parts and and all that stuff. And now there's not squeeze. enough. Yeah, there's not enough to go around. And that that's a constant challenge for us. We're constantly looking for for ways to get parts and and when like we this year we ran out of fifty three millimeter base plates. We usually have a pretty good stash of those and we couldn't find any. So we're we're just hoping no one orders a pick guard with an F space humbucker <laughs> or they want an F space humbucker set. But you look at that and say, well, it's going to be a while. Yeah, and and we're going to have to say our lead times are this now. And I don't like doing that either because people, you know, people want their stuff tomorrow. Yeah, we well, um, want to get it to you. Yeah, but I, but I think that that's, um, yeah, that's just been probably the biggest challenge um, for for impact for us is just kind of not knowing where. You know, I don't. I don't want to say we got lazy, but there was a handful of suppliers that we just knew we could get a small order with. And okay, I'll just get a small order of these covers for like Telenet covers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just just get some in so we can build a batch. But now I'm like, you're you're all constantly weighing. Do we need to buy, you know, a couple hundred of these covers to kind of secure our own mm-hmm. our own channel and actually control our own inventory? And that's definitely a real conversation, but. Then it goes back to <laughs> what we talked about earlier: is just the the cost of goods is up. So for me to stock that, actually, I'm kind of risking money now for future kind of things. So I think that's been the biggest headache for me: is kind of making those decisions and and looking at all the factors and and honestly feeling like there's not really a good option. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like no, totally. I just don't know if this is going to be a wise decision right now, and do I want to take a risk by running low on a certain cover type mm-hmm. and just kind of waiting it out until we have the money to to buy the next round of supplies because that's just ever that's ever changing in our business so yeah and, and it's not like we're trying to throw any suppliers or anything manufacturers under the rug you know we understand it's hard out there for everybody and just like it's been a hard time for us we can't understand your struggles and and the logistical nightmares of Operating a massive factory—that sounds like a a whole kit and caboodle, you know. <laughs> right. But it is like you know, it's just stuff we have to deal with. And and yeah, you know, for whatever reason, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna buy these hundred covers, but you know, forty of them show up with like a a marring because yep. of the dye that they use to press them or whatever. Had like is cheap or the guy was an inexperienced. You know, there's a million different things, but. The the fact of the matter is like you can't use forty of them, but you paid for a hundred of them, and you only can use sixty. You're already upside down in all of yep. those covers. Mm-hmm. You know, it it really makes it just upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and as we go and like try to find new suppliers and and you know new different uh, sources for things, it, it always is scary, right? You you gotta drop a bunch of money to 
to try to use a new supplier and and in the hopes that you can use all of it. find it something that's reputable or whatever and um it just it just doesn't work and, and so that in turn that kind of makes me really thankful for those suppliers that we have had that have been really rock solid and consistent and haven't been compromising on on the quality yeah. and that's just been that's just been huge i think that that's been kind of refreshing in the midst of you know, we've been getting stuff. We got a whole batch of covers that had humbucker covers that were bulged on the outside. So literally, they they were like circle shaped on the on the sides of the humbucker, and they wouldn't fit in certain routes. And and thankfully, we caught it kind of early on. But we had a batch we had to redo because of these covers. And that's something that we found the supplier, and they're a reputable supplier. And we we got the pickup covers in, and and it turns out that they were. They had some major issues, and we were stuck with the inventory, and then stuck with double and triple paying for labor to redo, <laughs> redo yeah. stuff that where we thought like, oh, this is going to be okay, and and we'll try this, and, and and then it wasn't there. So I think that at the end of the day, it's just trying to solve those equations, and and I'm thankful that we haven't had stuff that is out of stock for like months and months and months. Um, mm-hmm. But there's been a few close calls where we don't have anything, and we have a client that wants stuff next pressure. week. Yeah. We gotta get this next week and hurry, hurry. It's so easy to pressure to be applied yeah. from all angles these days, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those not so great things, and you know, having to do with those price hikes. But we are trying to you know make the, these products be usable, and you know, it's easy for someone to say, oh, you want gold? That's going to be 20 extra dollars. But we're trying to make these accessible to you. And it's like, there's not really enough charge if you want, you know, gold versus whether if you want me to bash it with a hammer and throw it, (laughs) you know, and run it over with my car. I don't know. There's no upcharge. You know, we're we're just trying to to be real and give you some real tone kind of a thing. So That's a good way to put it. I think think we're just... Doing our best to to make it all fit together and and just trying to yeah trying to put out the the most quality product we can mm-hmm. of course because we don't want to, yeah like we're not going to send you a, something with a bent base plate leg that is going to look janky in your guard it's like we we try and keep an eye on the details so that you know we make sure that it it's going to be exactly what you want yeah so we're just so so that everyone knows we're fighting through these uh, supply issues and supply chain stuff and um. Yeah, I will say we're not gonna make that an excuse. Uh, I I want to be careful with the way I say this, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's times where I do feel like even with our own suppliers and maybe other companies, we're like, well, COVID this, COVID that, and they they're not following through, and so they're blaming it on COVID and supply chain when maybe that's not the full story. Mm-hmm. And and I've just seen that happen quite a bit. And as a as someone who likes to make stuff and deliver on time that's really frustrating because it's like they're buying time for some reason whether they're trying to you know squeeze money out whether they're trying you know i don't know what the reasons Mm -hmm. would be necessarily but people will say that and it's like ah man that's that's a little bit it's like is (laughs) that a little bit yeah it's kind of just bending the truth just a little bit it's okay you know we can do that yeah but Slippery it, slope. <laughs> it's it's really just about being willing to jump through those hoops and figure out what it what it takes. Um, there's been some days where, you know, I've spent more than a half of a day searching for something that we're out of or trying to 
you know, dial something in. And thankfully we have a, you know, we have some machinery here that we can create some parts if we need to, but not all the parts that we use. So yeah. that's, that's really where, you know, as much as I love to have a metal, you know, a metal cutting machine and a bending machine and, and a plastic molding, uh, you know, yeah. injection molding machine, I, I don't have the money to do, <laughs> do yeah. that kind of stuff, but I do think the more that we've been able to control and the things that we can create in the shop have have also helped too. So I think we're trying to to fight it from a couple of different angles at the same time. Yeah, and I think that out of this stuff, you know, there's some creativity and some happy accidents that can come out of here. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Why, you know, we didn't know we could do that, and now we know. And there's some growth that can happen out of this. And I guess that's the the nutshell is. It's like, okay, well, none of this is ideal, but, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. if we just take some torch to a yeah. chrome cover, we can maybe make it look kind of cool, you know? Yeah, and that's I think that's cool that we've adapted in that way, because if we get some stuff that maybe is just a QC, like, quality, you know, like, it's it's already scratched, then, like, let's make it into a relic set. So yeah. We're not just going to throw these parts away, necessarily. There is a, f- a handful of things we just can't, like, we get and we just can't use, and that always hurts the most, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, that was, you know, $800 of waste right there. Or that was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I always try to avoid that kind of stuff. But but the custom shop kind of, the, the one-off really weird custom shop stuff, a lot of that, to be transparent, has just been stuff that it doesn't pass our brand new QC. So it becomes a relic. It becomes a, you know, an experimental cover. We're going to try a relic method or we're going to try, like you mentioned, the burning, the chrome and and other things like that. So we've been we've just been trying to take what we have and, and still work with it however we can. And it ends up customers ends up end up liking the creativity side of it and it helps us in the, the budget side of things too. Yeah. And just to be good stewards of our resources and yeah, environmentally all that, all that good stuff. Environmentally responsible. That's what that's yes. the, that's we are we're, we're good <laughs> we're good dudes for the planet. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, of course, but that's not really why we do it. Yeah. Obviously, it's just <laughs> we just want to be efficient, and and I don't think it's that we're cheap either. I, th- I d- but it is like, okay, we we bought this stuff, we need to use it, and yeah. it's like it's like your mom saying, "Hey, you need to finish your uh, finish all your food." Yeah, you're like, well, I don't really want to. Yeah, like, but no. Yeah, so we try to finish all our food, but sometimes we yeah. we don't. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't. Yeah, they can't all be zingers. But, yeah, exactly. You know, we uh, we do what we can, and that's just a small glimpse at kind of you know just the topic that we talked about in the last show, and you know we can go on and on more about it if you want to hear more about supply chain stuff. But Oof. I think I'm done that's, talking about yeah. supply chain. I I love I love when I find a good deal and a good reliable supplier, um, but it, it's not always about a good deal. Like I at this point too, I think. Like people do with our pickups, they're willing to pay extra money than some other brands to to get something that they know is is quality. Mm-hmm. And we're the same way with parts too. It's like if I if I know it's going to be good, I know I'm going to get it. I'm willing to pay more. I'm willing to actually make less on a pickup set if I know what I'm getting is is up to the quality standards. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't mean it it doesn't stink when you have to. <laughs> yeah, you know you have to keep. Buying Keep covers getting. to finish one set or something like that. I mean, it's just it it's part of the game and part of the deal, I guess. Yeah, and personally, one of the most defeating things that I do here is when you get to the end and you see a tiny little scratch on on a chrome cover, and it's always the chrome for some reason. <laughs> but that is just so disheartening, and know that it tears me up inside. Everyone, but 
we get through it and uh, that's all we can do in this day and age. But that was uh, just, uh, just Tonecast number 97. We're getting three away from 100 and this we filmed this uh, at a end of a block of three of them. So I think that the next one, the next time we get into some podcasts, we'll hit 100. Yeah, so we're, we're getting, getting we're getting close, and I th- I want to simulcast when we get to 100. Ooh. That's the goal is to do the video and the audio. But um, we got some things to work out before that happens, um, just time wise and all that. That's kind of what we talked about um, a couple episodes ago. But we're getting there. We're trying our best to to make it happen um, in the midst of running a, a tight ship here and getting stuff done. And I think this is the time of day where we start to feel the the um the names on the build sheet uh calling out to definitely. us definitely finish my strat set finish it definitely. marco so that's that's hey, what we're just checking yeah. in yeah oh, everyone's so nice though i love yeah. it when people are polite yeah no they're they're most of the time totally good I've, uh, i yeah i've worked I, I in screen. restaurants i've i've <laughs> yeah. had people yell at that's me that's true yeah you don't get you don't get some of them i, I shield you from a few yeah. of them but there there are a few people that order on saturday and Monday morning are livid that their order is not uh, is not done, and we hadn't we haven't even been opened yet. <laughs> it's like the yeah. email comes firing off Monday morning. I'm like, whoa, yeah. guess we'll uh, get you, get you going here. But but yeah, I appreciate those guys that that have been patient in the process and gals that have been patient yeah, in the process. We we yeah we send, send some the ladies some some sets too, and it's been it's been great. Cool and see more female guitar players out there for sure. Yeah, definitely. I uh more more power to them. I think that they yeah. they definitely play better. I can say that with confidence. <laughs> Our t- yeah, in general like I don't know about you but just t- technique wise like we're just we're just kind of sloppy sometimes. We're, we're just, just just as males, yeah. Yeah, we're just lazy. Lazy guitar players. We but. just want to strum the thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll catch you guys next time on the Tonecast. We look forward to continuing these podcasts, um, and we will include links to the pickup chooser down below. And, and we're going to try to do more guitar-related stuff. But we like to share kind of the inside business side of things. Um, we don't want this to be a business podcast, but at the same time, we want to be truthful and honest about uh, the challenges of running the business because it's very real and they're happening all the time. And when we jump on here, we jump on a YouTube video, things seem totally fine, but um, there's a lot of things moving at any given time. So we want to share that with you because you guys are our Tone family. Yes. So that's important to us. We'll catch you next time on the Tonecast. Catch you later. <laughs>